0: Dave Gentry and C.W. Greer and DWS, and our good friend Steve Beckett with us this morning. Steve, how are you, sir? I
1: am here. I didn't fall, walking in. That's good. Solid ice in your parking lot. (laughs) And it's uh, always good to catch up with you guys and find out what's going on with you and your families.
0: Glad to do that. Yes. Nice to talk to you. We've got this whole mess going on in the Ukraine right now. It, It, uh... It has
1: really given me pause this week. Tell us. I have sort of a story to tell you. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah. So, you remember Fred Green? Yeah. Fred Green was a judge, went to Urbana High School. Um, really, really, really good guy. I got to know Fred because I would be out on the East Field uh, for track practice. Uh, we'd be throwing the discus, and Fred would be walking home from the courthouse. He lived on Pleasant across from Blair Park, and, and okay. he would always stop and he would take his coat off and he would throw the discus with us because that's what he did in high school so fast forward to the mid-90s and my youngest is playing football for Champaign Central believe it or not even though I'm an Urbana guy and we're at a law school event and Fred is there with Carolyn and they had just finished two-a-days and so Barb and I mentioned to Fred and Carolyn that our son Don had just finished two-a-days and Fred said I remember my first football practice at Urbana High School. I said, you've got to be kidding. He said, yeah. I said, well, how did you remember that? He said, well, it was September 7th of 1939, and when I came home from practice, Germany had invo- invaded Poland. Okay. Oh. I said, oh, my gosh. And then he got serious. Yeah. And he said, you know, we just didn't really think much about it because that was Poland and that was Germany and you know, right. here we are in the United States. But within a couple of years, I was in the Army. And by the end of the – he ended up going back to, to Illinois after World War II. And um, during the war, I lost some of my team members from that football team. And so I'm thinking, you know, we think about it's Ukraine. It's way over there. It doesn't mm-hmm. affect us, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You, just, you just never know. No, this you is, don't. This is serious stuff.
2: Yes, it is.
0: It really is. And we've had some fun with it the last few days just because of all the political stuff. Everybody's going, you oh, know, we're going to do this. We're going to mm-hmm. do that. And then Biden starts talking about sanctions. And we're like, that's not going to change anything. But anyway, long story short, here we are.
1: Well, we're a member of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, right? You know. and, that's right. You know. A lot of what happened at the beginning of World War II was because of treaty obligations and pacts and mm-hmm. between countries, you know, etc. So this international stuff um, has an overarching effect on our individual lives, you know. And we got grandkids, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that sure. We, that uh, I just yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm I've been I've been pretty reflective and serious uh, sure. about it, and I try to avoid the the gotcha. Democratic Republican politics mm-hmm. because uh, just it's driving me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, I like to come on here and be light, but it, you know this it's a serious. It's been a serious week. Very it's, serious.
0: It's week. been a tough week to to swallow.
2: It yeah. really has, and and we don't know where things are going to go right.
0: at this point. Yeah.
2: What is your thought about where Putin's heading with this? I mean, is he going to stop at Ukraine? Well, um if uh if there was a
1: comparison between Putin and another European leader mm-hmm. uh who acquired vast amounts of territory um uh, whose name I won't mention because sure. his name is always mentioned, yeah. you know, sending in peacekeeping forces to return uh, a, a territory to the fatherland I mean, uh-huh. God, come on mm-hmm. yeah it's so i mean that's time, what it, that's what it's all about and we you have uh estonia latvia um okay lithuania so th- those those baltic states those are nato members mm-hmm. right so uh but they were at a time under within the sphere of the soviet union see mm-hmm. so uh the, you know, this guy has that mentality, that tyrant's mentality.
0: Well, he said from, you know, from the get-go, from the time he became prime minister, he wanted to reassemble the USSR. Yeah, well, what— <laughs> I know how ridiculous again, that sounds, because but that's a, where he is.
1: Because of my history background— Remember that at the end of World War I, you had the Treaty of Versailles, mm-hmm. and that meant the collapse of what had been a German empire. And um, I think that Putin feels the same way about what happened in the early 90s with the Soviet Union. When mm-hmm. they collapsed, they actually turned uh, to a, a, a democratic form. Remember Boris Yeltsin was right. elected, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. We all had high hopes that are uh, going to turn the corner. We're not going to have this uh, monolithic communist, you know, situation, mm-hmm. and it just it feels like uh, we've returned to
0: that. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody's been saying. If you listen to what they're saying, they're repeating themselves over and over again. The different people that I've watched on mm-hmm. MSNBC and and wherever they are, they're just talking about the fact that we have to. Make changes, and we don't know where Putin's coming from, and there's no way that he can do this. But yet he's he scored the first lick of it so far. And that's
1: I think that's the problem. Is somebody like him? Uh, the only way you stop him is with force. Mm-hmm. Uh, that.
2: And nobody wants. Th- nobody to nobody do wants that. to do
1: that. Right. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah.
2: And he's made a you know a pretty strong threat, and and we know. Bullies talk, <laughs> but a pretty strong threat a couple of days ago. Uh, and I can't read the exact quote, but it was to the effect of: "If anybody tries to step in to stop me, it'll be in a proportion that will retaliate like the world has never seen." Now I know those are big words, but you know that could take in anything from nuclear to cyber to you know. I mean, and he's he seems the type of guy that would do that out of ego and without any regard to anybody else. Absolutely. Well, on
1: the on the world stage, it, it seems to me that if you had a united front, and that would include China, um, you might be able to accomplish something without the use of force. Mm-hmm. Uh, but China is a player in this. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time.
0: Well, President Biden announced new, even tougher sanctions than the ones announced earlier this week, as did other Western nations, targeting Russian banks, oligarchs, state-controlled companies, and high-tech sectors. He repeatedly blasted uh, Putin's invasion. He also announced he was sending additional U.S. forces to Germany intended to bolster eastern NATO nations, again emphasizing he's not sending any troops to Ukraine, and said he'd do everything he could do to limit gas price increases for Americans due to the crisis. Well, that was already in the works. And
1: and that's part of my problem is that I am— I just don't have the facts. I don't know how big NATO forces would be uh, in terms of being a threat to Putin. You know, he's got a couple hundred thousand uh, troops now Mm -hmm. in Ukraine and and on the border. I I just don't even know that there's a a force, a military force, that um, the NATO allies have that uh, countermands that.
0: Don't know. They say anti-war protesters took to the streets in 53 cities in Russia. Well, that's uh, that's something. Yeah. Police were quick to move in. More than 1,700 people arrested, according to a protest monitoring group, they're saying.
2: Okay. I mean, to r- arrest your own people for protesting a war.
1: It's treason if you protest a war in Russia. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. right.
0: So, who knows what's going to happen out of this.
1: Well, I'm sorry. I... I certainly didn't bring in the light-hearted <laughs> attitude that we sometimes <laughs> no, have on the last Friday of the
0: month. <laughs> but <laughs> this is the 200-pound elephant. In yeah, it right is definitely talk is. about yes. it because
2: we don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. And I think it's on everybody's mind, uh, everybody's to, at some level. But I think it's on. I think most of us keep it in. So I think it's good to talk about it myself. So well, you have to. You have
0: to. Really do. And you have a very unique perspective yes, on it. Talking about yeah. what. Fred Green and this yep. and that. And, and, yep. and that's interesting that it hit him that day in 1939. Mm-hmm. And here we are in 2022 yeah. trying to deal with another kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Which ironically turns out about the same
1: thing. It 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 feels. Yeah. It feels the way Fred described it, mm-hmm. the way Judge Green described it. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. Very sobering. Yep. Very sobering to reflect on. Um, well, what else? What else can we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's
0: all right. We can uh, beat on the Putin pinata later.
1: All right, let me plug something. Okay, yeah, let's do it. All right. Them. So uh, Kasich and I, you know, are buddies, and uh, our uh, we, you know, our good friend Tom Casello passed uh, uh, early on in the in the pandemic, and uh, Tom uh, always put on at our church the Super Bowl breakfast. It was. Absolutely, an unbelievable uh, spread, and so Kasich and I, with uh, Knights of Columbus at St. Pat's Church, are putting on the Tom Costello Mardi Gras breakfast Sunday morning, mm-hmm. and uh, it will it will knock your socks off. I think Costello would be proud of us even though Kasich won't let me put the pineapple in the middle of the fruit because he says nobody will eat it. But anyway, so I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a good distraction from this yes. sober news.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a wild week. And, of course, we had the Illini game last night. And that oh, was, my gosh. That was good. Oh, my
1: gosh. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: Right. So, you know, uh, sometimes, in my experience, the refs go out of their way to make sure that the home game isn't, you know, called in mm-hmm. favor of the home team. Mm-hmm. Right. And it appears to me that the refs went out of their way last night to yep. make sure nobody would say that that home game was controlled by the, the refs for, in the favor of the home team.
2: Yeah, though yeah. well, that last foul on Kofi. I mean, with four minutes left, that was not a foul. Sorry. That was not a foul at all. And they called that, and I was just like, are you kidding me? And it's a good thing Brad still wasn't out there at that point Because, wow, you know, and I couldn't blame him. It was was bad at points. Brad
0: seems a bit volatile, anyway, don't you think?
1: Well, I I think that uh, he's intense. Is <laughs> yes. that the right word? <laughs> yeah, yes. I think and it he's is. intense as a coach, and yep. he wants that intensity to yep. to wear off on his players, and he wants sure. them to play. And it it uh, looks like the like the team was uh, ready, and they well, golly, they
0: almost pulled it out, mm-hmm. almost.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: Well, sir. Always good to see you. uh, Good to see you too. Enjoyed it today too. You really brought us a good perspective. Yes, you did. We appreciate it. Take care. All right.